My wife's listening to Baby Shark right now. It's a banger. Okay, guys, let's talk about cocaine. I love cocaine. Is it pink? <laughs> what? Why would it be pink? <laughs> have I heard of the new pink cocaine? I have not heard of the new pink oh, cocaine. Man, you're missing out. Is it like Himalayan salt? Is that it's why it's pink? Pepto-Bismol. Pepto-Bismol? Pepto-Bismol? Yeah. Yeah, Same properties it. as just, cocaine? You just crush it up in those tablets, you know, in a mortal, mortar and pestle. <laughs> you crush it's up a liquid? Mortar and Pepto. <laughs> or they have pills, don't they? they all I've ever, both. I was going to say, all I've yeah. ever taken is the uh, the liquid. <laughs> what about cocaine? <laughs> what about cocaine? Tristan, do you like cocaine? Cocaine. Oh, wow. Sounds like you're a robot. Yeah, where are you, where where are you at, world? man? Why can't we see you? I'm in the ether. In the ether. He, uh, we uh, we they, killed Tristan and yeah. we uploaded his consciousness to the internet. And yep. this is the this is just his consciousness talking. Yeah. Hi, Tristan's consciousness. Hey, how's it going? Don't forget... Uh, <laughs> Don't forget to wash your hands or you'll be like me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyways, cocaine. I so, love it. Uh, <laughs> you're worrying me how much you're saying you like this. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I found the story. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting because it was a large amount um, that they found. But they found um, in, uh, where was this? Charlotte, North Carolina. They found mm-hmm. 23 pounds of cocaine stashed That's inside it? of a wheelchair. A wheelchair? Yes. 23 pounds. Like, I feel like that's a lot to put into a wheelchair, don't you? Yeah. Like, I feel like 23 pounds Ooh. of cocaine is like a decent amount. I don't even know. I don't think I've ever even... I mean, I have no idea, but I'm just... I don't know how I've, much cocaine weighs, but it does sound like I've a lot. I've never even seen that much cocaine in my <laughs> life. I've only seen at least a pound. Yeah, so. I keep imagining... <laughs> I keep imagining that it's like the same weight as like flour. Or maybe yeah. sugar, right? Potatoes. Potatoes. Definitely yeah. the same weight as potatoes. Mm. But yeah. it's 23 pounds. I was like, dang. Where'd they find it? Where'd they find the wheelchair? Well, so uh, let's see. The cocaine was concealed in the seat cushions of a motorized wheelchair. I had a 25-pound cat. Uh, and uh, I just... <laughs> you put the 25-pound cat in a wheelchair? No, the, I mean, it's just for reference. I had a 25-pound cat. That's so a like, big cat. It's like, it's a cat's worth of cocaine. That's a lot of paper clips. <laughs> it's a lot of grams. A lot of grams. I said wow. the, the street value was $378,000. Dang. I'm did in the, the wrong business. Did the owner of the wheelchair know it was there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... <laughs> felt the cushions. It was off. Yeah, because supposedly... <laughs> What they're kind of saying but not saying was that mm. he was completely faking the need for oh. the wheelchair. They said that his answers didn't match up. Like, his physical purported handicap okay. did not match up. So, you know. Man, I'm going to be... He's sitting there. He's like, oh, I can't feel my legs. And he's sitting there tapping his foot because he's so nervous about the cocaine. <laughs> like, or he's hopped up on bro. the cocaine. Yeah, that wasn't nerves. That was just the coke. That was just the coke. the coke itself. He's got the coke jiggles. <laughs> Let this be a lesson, boys and girls. Don't hide your coke in a wheelchair. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't got anything. Roll the intro. <laughs> it's the intro. Bump, 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 bump. Man, yeah, I the wish funny you could thing hear is, this. 
I actually can't hear the intro, but I'll assume whenever you start that we started. It's, it's oh my going. gosh, I love it. It's still going. Yeah, it's do do do. You know, it's amazing. I've actually heard the intro a lot of times, and whatever you guys are mumbling sounds very different. <laughs> I was like, please say similar. No, he said different. <laughs> We're so good at recreating music. Yeah. Welcome to the Triflix cast, everybody. Yeah. Uh, arrangement. If you're a longtime listener, which we know all of you are, the arrangement today is a little bit different. Um, oh. We got uh, we got everybody from the crew on the show today. Um, yeah, say hi, Tristan. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> oh, you're so adorable. If you if you wonder why he sounds like that, uh, Tristan is in Florida right now on a yep. vacation, and he was generous enough to call in today via. Uh, cellular device. Yeah, the superior <laughs> mode of communication we found out. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Google yeah. fails us every day. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's our uh, lack of infrastructure in the mm. in the United States. Don't even get yeah. me started. Oh man, they're yeah, holding everything back. If we had upload speeds that matched the download speeds, I would have been a getting at least nine upload. <laughs> it would have fixed everything <laughs> instead of your 0.69 it's, megabyte. <laughs> yeah, that, nice. that's horrible. Nice. Yeah. I feel like you rigged those results. Mm. I wish I could have. <laughs> yeah, just zero, 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 one. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, well, so, uh, who yeah. Who are we? What are we doing yeah, here? Yeah, welcome to the cast, guys. Um, we are a crew of dudes that make <laughs> video and photo content and Dude a little crew. bit of, you know, some websites <laughs> and some other little things that are out there. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we're a creative media studio based out of Columbus, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Cole. I am the executive producer here, uh, and I am joined by my teammates here. Uh, me, David Baker. <laughs> oh no! I oh, just kidding, David. Oh, we're Let's back to me. Okay, and we're back to Daniel. And then you have me, who's the new guy. Yeah, <laughs> I Show don't know. Him. You know, you're coming up on a year, man. Yeah, yeah in that's like true. ten months. Does Daniel have here. a mic? Yeah, he I does. Do. He I'm does here. have a mic. I'm here. Hello. Why does he sound like nothing? Yeah, he's far <laughs> away from the microphone. I'm far away from the mic, but I can come up close. You sound like a ghost. You sound like me. So I think what we're finding out. Uh, today with our new experience here. Uh, yeah. We bought a new podcast deck a little while ago. Um, we have the PodTrack P8. We bought a bigger system so that we could plug in more microphones. Um, one of the things that I hadn't quite thought of, and I think there might be, just saying, another way to do this. I think there is. Yeah. I think if you go USB. I think you go full USB cable. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, you know, while we're chatting, if someone wants... But I, I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. think we should try today. No, uh, but we live. just essentially have the phone plugged in via three and a half millimeter headphone mm-hmm. jack. So unfortunately, I think Tristan's struggling because uh, Daniel is the furthest away from the phone. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're like a foot away from it. And Daniel's like at least five feet. All right, that's all right. You guys are the ones I need to hear, anyways. It's true. <laughs> I'm just gonna oh be in the gosh. background. Who's, who's left the intro? Who's who hasn't introduced themselves yet? You. Yep. Oh hey, I'm Tristan, and I'm uh, I'm unable to hear Dave, uh, Daniel, and I'm on a beach. <laughs> on a beach. That's awesome. He's the he's obviously the one that's doing the most mm-hmm. well off. You know, yep. two vacations in I, four weeks. I am wearing mm-hmm. some maybe three inch inseam American flag short, <laughs> sitting uh, on my balcony uh, watching the beach and all the mm-hmm. God's glory. 
sounds beautiful. <laughs> Wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be actually really cool to be able beach to cast. set up and do a beach cast. Uh, we'd have to like take things we would not care if get sand gets on it. Or be, be really able. careful. Yeah, okay. We don't have anything else. What else do we have? Ah, oh, we're not at the beach. Where, where are you paying me to go to a beach? Then, uh, you know. This time next year, we'll, uh, we'll save up. We'll yeah. have a company cast. Yeah, you heard company it here, cast. This time next year, June, this is, beginning uh, of June of 2023. All right, we're we'll all going to be on a beach somewhere or of some shape or form. Speaking of the company, I'm just going to segue us right in here, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Today we're going to try to talk about uh, maybe some of the ins and outs. I, I know of the company, but I know we've talked about some of this stuff in the past. Um, we might rehash some things, um, but obviously, of course, for those of you that haven't followed us episode by episode, some of this will be new to you. And uh, we, uh, yeah. Anyways, we we learned a lot of things over the last couple of years of mm. Tristan and I being partnered and trying to grow this business. Yep. Um, you know, we I know we've got some stories of when we were on our own, and I know you guys have stories and things of stuff that you've learned and stuff that you've gone through to help kind of grow and go through some of the things we have with clients and things like that. So um, I figured I'll kick us off with like our notorious one that gets referenced a lot. Um, and of course we're gonna, we'll leave some anonymity for the company we worked with. Um, cause I think that's fair. Um, but, uh, we had an experience. When was that Tristan? Was that, that was at the end of last year. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, probably, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were super pumped. We were, uh, we were getting ready to work with this. Uh, you know, I don't know. I would say it was a larger company. Yeah. Um, really pumped. Uh, it was, there was a lot of work, um, a lot of stuff that was like highly produced and then some stuff that was live that was, uh, less highly produced, but just more about like helping them uh, to bring up their recording. Um, yeah. it was in a classroom setting. So we were trying to help to elevate some of the media. I remember this. Yeah. And that's kind of why we I, were brought on. Yeah. Um, and it was one of those things. It was actually kind of funny because it was, one of the times, rare times that somebody tagged us in something on Facebook and I just followed up with a DM because I was like, you know what? It's worth a shot. This sounds like a cool job. And I heard back for once, like usually wow. those seem to be dead ends because uh, someone's like, it's like anybody online that's like, I need a real estate agent. And they get 50 people that just then comment other people's names and it's just, yeah, you know, unless mm. you get in there soon and fast, you know, you're going to be down a list and no one's going to give you any attention. Uh, so I expected that to be the case it was not the case. We, uh, we ended up getting the gig and you know, we tried to, we, we spent a lot of time organizing and trying to be better about our process. Um, not that it was broken at that point, but we knew with a larger, uh, shoot, we needed to take it a step further hmm. and, you know, try to provide that next level of service as we continue to pull on larger clients. Cause that was kind of like the catalyst. Um, although as you'll see throughout the story that it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, it still helped us, I think, to get to that next level. Um, and we learned a lot from it, which is, you know, the goal. Yeah. Um, so we get into this process and, you know, we're, we're, we're putting everything together, you know, storylines and scripts and working with these guys and doing zoom meetings and just trying to go back and forth and keep everything moving. And, you know, we get, we, if we film filming felt successful, right? Tristan, <laughs> 
I'll be honest, this is super weird. I feel like I'm listening to a podcast, but every once in a while, the people on the podcast say my name. Like, I'm in the car, you know? Like, this is... It's like I'm half listening, and then every once in a while, I have to chip in. Uh, yeah, the uh, the client reached out, and they, they thought we would do a great job, man. They were super excited to work with us, and we were changing our whole process just to... Just the, I wouldn't say schmooze, but I mean, we knew the the, the next steps to make our process more uh, yeah. professional, and we were we were trying to be diligent about that. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you would say like the the, the actual on site physical shooting went pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. So, I w- the prior to that was all the pre production stuff that we had changed, and yeah, I thought the shoot went well. The um, the part that was off was. Um, it was kind of a first for us where they wanted us to develop a script Mm. and that's not something we usually do because we don't really have anyone house that's like a full-time writer and whatever they're like hey you come up with an idea like awesome we'll we'll come up with some ideas we sent them to them they approved everything and then we started the production for two of the three videos that they wanted to do and and then we we only shot two of the three i believe yeah we're not a full production house like we're not investing time into talent for writing things or not at the moment not not everything i'm sure we would love to be but right now we love just having fancy cameras (laughs) do the things yeah and i mean it's like a client come to us and it's like okay you know we can help advise on the script a touch but we're not you know we don't write them we don't start from scratch you know we can storyboard Mm -hmm. an idea and give you some thoughts and you know how how we would do it but it's not like something we explicitly advertise like hey we will do this for you like no like we're cinematographers we do photos and all and they gave us that um like an initial script and they said like connect it and make it a story like make it interesting for people to watch yeah true yeah and i mean they up up until this point you know the shooting the writing all the things uh it felt really cohesive it felt like it was working everybody was happy we were keeping communication open um sounds good to me yeah because i know during the editing process we had a lot of footage we were working really hard we had some color grading issues (laughs) (laughs) tomato man tomato man we first had the blue ducks and now we have the tomato man tomato man he just had a very very red shirt and <laughs> turned into a tomato well and as we found out too i i honestly think and maybe tristan will back me up on this you know i i know that there's things you can do on set but i also felt like color grading with the nikons is is also a little bit harder than we found with with the uh, ronin hmm. oh yeah i mean that's the difference between log footage and non-log right. um raw it's just there's a couple things like you said that you can do on set like getting better lighting it was a very dim dimly lit large place and a lot of the shoots we do are a lot smaller so we're able to get away with the lights we had at the time and since then we've upgraded our lights for to something that would like the amaranth are capable of lighting probably that whole room but for that shoot they had a large room they had a subject that was far away from the camera we we're supposed to be getting tight shots wide shots and it all led to really poor lighting, which makes color grading even harder. Hmm. Um, they wanted to try a bunch of different clothes on, which is normally not an issue for matching, but because we're using two separate cameras, um, one was log and one was um, just Rec. 709. It's just, you have production hmm. things and you have hardware limitations and then you get into post and then you have software limitations. And it was just a nightmare trying to color match everything. So in order to make the shirts look the same or the face look the same, 
everything about the background would be different and the lighting would change. So then none of your scenes matched and it just made it really, really cringy <laughs> when we were done with it. Yeah. That's so, where we got to coin tomato man. Yeah. The tomato man we're doing, we have plans to get newer cameras. Well, we already have our new camera, the Ronin 4d and we're planning on getting a couple more cameras at some point in the future that have sensors that better match that sensor too. Right. Correct. Those are like the Sony. I don't know what they're they are. So I've been looking at the uh, the A seven four. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's pros and cons between the A seven four and the A seven S three. I believe it's S three. I don't know. If it's three S or S three. Hmm. Excuse me. Um, but uh, we've looked at both of them because um, we, you know, just from what we've heard about Sony's color science, and you know, uh, we'd also be able to shoot on the same lenses. We're shooting on E mount lenses right now on the Ronin, yep. um, so the lenses would be interchangeable. Um, we should have a better time with color science, so it should make the process easier. It's just again, we're yeah. the difference between the two cameras is like a megapixel count, and then you also like on 4K 120, it crops on the A7 IV. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's certain things that you lose. There's pros and cons to each one, and so we haven't really decided on what to go with. I think I'm leaning towards the A7 IV because mm. I'll use it for my stills as well for full time use. Um, so we'll see yeah. what happens with that though, because again, it's like availability and also you know cash flow, being able to be right. smart about what we need to do next. Um, all those things just the, the Nikon's have worked for us very well so far, and they're still yeah. doing their job pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it's better than the G7s. Yeah. I'm just glad that we're like not using the G7s for anything anymore. Well, except for except for one angle. One angle. <laughs> Sorry, on we, the podcast. We get to see sometimes, Hi. Mr. Daniel, <laughs> <laughs> and me That's most why of the time. I'm on you guys. Oh, it's not. But anyways, that bad. so uh, I, I just brought that up because it's you know what we learned. Things right? we learned from. Yeah, and you know we try to make things easier on us in the future, and so we're we're always thinking about how to improve in those areas. Yeah, but that wasn't even the core issue of what was happening. There, right. right. So you know that was one of the kind of internal things that we dealt with, um, and that was you know we we worked through it, and no. you know we were able to make corrections where we could, and you know I thought that our end product was looking pretty darn good. Um, yeah. So we sent some drafts. Um, which is interesting now because I'm like hearing from other sources that maybe, you know, it's better to send a more polished product mm. um, to a client, um, which, you know, I think that maybe depends upon the client, but a lot of times, you know, uh, this isn't like a, this isn't me like bashing anybody, but there are a lot of people who lack the, the, the ability to see the final vision. Yeah. Yeah. And if you leave that up to, especially sometimes the client, you're just kind of setting yourself up for, you know, broken expectations, yeah. you know, and you know, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, Oh, they sent me the video and it's like, yeah, it's a draft. And we preface that. And we still do that to the say, like preface yeah. it. It's a draft. You know, we want to make sure we're not too far into this before you decide to make changes because it takes longer than, and it seems like it was a very more collaborative project too. Cause we were having to write stuff correct. and everything. So it seems like you were writing things that were definitely not even close to being finished, especially just the scripts and like verifying, Hey, is this what you're looking for? Yes. Uh, that was why I sent it. That. And so, but the other things was like a one-off, we go, go up to a shoot, we film something, we edit it, send it out. That's not usually the case where we send really draft. Correct. Draft. Yeah. I mean, we still word it as a draft, but yeah. it's still something that's 98% finished. Yeah. 
It's Actually, not like technically, a, it's hundred percent finished. It's, yeah. it's just usually they have like small changes. Like we a lot of times with our change. real estate stuff, you yeah. know, it's finalized. We send it, and they're like, "Oh, we'll change this wording or this part here." And those are revisions, right? But it's yeah. not technically on a draft, you know, project. And it's just managing expectations too. And oh, maybe yeah. draft to us might mean something different to them. And for sure, like maybe we should have put like work in progress, not final. Blah blah blah. Internal use only. Blah 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 blah. And watermarks everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, know. And I think again, that's you. Ma- you made a great point, David. That it's managing expectations. Yeah. And that's what we're finding that we need to do more of as we continue through the process. Like, especially I'm finding that with our real estate stuff, you know, I want to make sure and manage expectations. And yes, our website says 24 hour turnaround. And yes, it says, you know, (laughs) these are the things that you should think about. We have a link to a sheet that shows what the seller should do before we show up. These things don't happen and it's frustrating to us. But we also, we have to take that next step that if people aren't seeing this and are not understanding this, then we have to find ways to communicate it because it's not our fault that they don't know it. Or sorry, it's not their fault they don't know it, it's ours. Sure. So, you know, educating the client is also something that we as a company need to take more time to do, you know, once once we find it. Yeah, being on the same page is one of life's greatest efforts. Yeah, for sure. It's not and just everything. our, uh, yeah. yeah. But if yeah. you're not on the same page, it makes things so much harder. So we go through this process, you know, we're working through the color grading, all that stuff. We send them the drafts and we get good feedback. Mm-hmm. right off the bat and i think this is the first video we sent um yep. because we sent them in succession first one went out got some feedback waited a little bit second one went out because we were still finalizing um so we took care of that and i think it was after the second one i got some good feedback and then tristan i don't remember how long it was before we got it but i i want to say like a half week another week later like we get an email and they're like yeah we we would rather reshoot everything I don't even think it was that. I thought it was creative differences and they just wanted to drop immediately. I didn't think there was an option for reshoot. No. So there initially there was an option for reshoot that I was, you know, it was, I don't like any of it. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, um, but you know, I don't, I don't like any of it and I'd like to reshoot everything. And then I said, you know, uh, I understand. Um, we'd be happy to, to work that out with you. Um, we want mm-hmm. you guys to be happy. Um, you know, we're here to work with you, you know, all the things. And then, and then we did finally hear back, I think after that reply, um, that they were like, you know, we, we think we're going in two different directions completely creatively and, mm-hmm. um, we'd like to pay you for your time and we're done. Wow. Yo. <laughs> and it was like, it was beautiful and it was very nice of them to, to, to want to pay us for the time that we had put in for the videos that we delivered, which we delivered and we, we made sure that they had access to, um, you know, which I think some people would advise against. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did it because we were trying to be as helpful as possible. Um, this was kind of a big hit for us. And we knew that their ties with a certain industry that we have a lot of ties with, you know, we wanted to make sure that our names weren't going to get tarnished in that and that we could continue to grow in that area. So, uh, we treaded, we tread very lightly throughout that whole process and, you know, we were very thankful. They, they paid, they took care of us. And, um, I continued to try to kind of, uh, rectify the, Mm. the situation and, uh, didn't really get anywhere. So that was one of those things that we kind of let slide for a little while. Um, the funny part of that, that I don't know if a lot of people know, uh, if, if anybody really other than us internally, um, we waited on that check for like three, four months and we were scared to death 
and I didn't want to reach out because, you know, of just the, you know, it was a, it was a blow for both, especially Tristan and I, you know, I told him after I saw the email, we messaged back and forth. We were super down about it, super upset. Just, it was like, we felt like we were getting our feet off the ground and then someone just kind of slapped us back down into the concrete, (laughs) you know, like, so we were feeling pretty low and then to, to send the invoice and never hear back. Um, we were super upset and literally the same day that I go to write an email and say, you're behind, you know, I understand I'm not upset. We're not going to charge you a late fee, but I'm just going to remind you again that we agreed. You said you would pay. Here's the invoice again. Appreciate your time. The check had been in the mailbox for like three months because we just never checked the mailbox oh, here. Oh no! Because <laughs> like <laughs> nothing gets sent check. here. I mean, nothing was supposed to have been getting sent here, and they had sent the check in the mail, and it was literally like sitting in the mailbox for. I mean, it had to be at least two, maybe three months. Oh my um, gosh, that would have been <laughs> embarrassing to have sent that email. No, I know. I we I just was like I had this gut feeling. I was like, Tristan, we need to check the mailbox, and he checked it, and the check was in there, and I was just like. Ooh. ran up the stairs and was like, dude, oh my gosh, it's been in there the whole time. Is that an option on our invoices? Like, I'd rather no. send a check? <laughs> no, no they just sent us a check? Yeah. The okay. problem, so what happened was, I he's like, did you check the mailbox? And I was like, why would they? Like, why would they send it in the mail? And, yeah. and we started thinking about it. I was like, I'm pretty sure our address is on the invoices. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And he's yeah. like, we probably should check the mailbox. <laughs> oh my gosh. It wasn't even an option. They just, they just, uh, it's like, uh, when you fill out a little form and you got like the ABC options and somebody selected D other. Yeah. <laughs> they filled in the blank. Which yeah. maybe, maybe we need to throw in some terms in like a sub paragraph somewhere that says, you know, if, if paying by check, you know, please notify us that, that you're sending it just at least that we know yeah. because 90% of our clients pay online through our payment service. So yeah. when someone sends a check, they don't, don't normally say, hey, I'm sending you a check. Yeah. Or it's a repeat client that we're just like, oh, it's, you know, Bob or Jim. They always pay by check. You know, this was a news client. And I think David's right. Maybe just having some other option on the invoice uh, or some wording would make it easier. Yeah. And I forget that people pay by check. <laughs> I only use checks whenever uh, someone needs to set up a direct deposit and I have to give them a voided check or oh, yeah. my rent. Which is one a month. You just don't know if you're going to get mail or not. You just have to check, which is like such a lazy thing to say. But I just realized that uh, like a year ago I signed up. I don't, I realized that maybe people don't know about this is you can sign up for a notification from the mail service to have an email sent to you of all like the scanned items that go through their system that's going to show up at your door yes i've had that for a long time yeah i love it i get an email about like hey these are the items showing up in your mail today this is delivery scheduled for the rest of the week here you go maybe we i've known about this why why haven't we set it up for the office i've never (laughs) thought about it (laughs) i've never (laughs) even heard of this but uh let's get to that that's probably yeah which it's called uh yeah it's called usps informed mail yeah informed deliveries yeah Yeah, informed deliveries i get one every day for my house yep it's wow, great. that's such a government thing you know like <laughs> they never do anything right but whenever they do they forget to tell anybody about it yeah <laughs> i think when i moved i think i got notified about it 
and they well they sent it in the mail <laughs> so you know you I wish you could have not. seen this notification before yeah. it came in the mail guess what you can so, it was almost even more of a disaster then huh it just having that one last interaction of us almost fumbling but you know, yeah i'm glad uh, uh, i didn't hear about that until now <laughs> as, as far as the client stuff oh. goes though like that whole situation was just it was a bummer but yeah. um we've talked about it before is like how do you handle clients negative feedback on projects and it's like sometimes sometimes their customer is right and if it's their product they're supposed to always be right but there's been a couple of cases where the client asks us to do something and you got to get that paycheck and i think that was one of them where it was just yeah. like I fundamentally disagree with your input on this choice for the direction of the video because based on the information we were given, it was about showcasing the personality of, of the, of the video and the company. And I thought, you know, given how our interactions with them had gone, it seemed like it was a, a lighthearted company that wanted to seem fun and engaging and inviting I thought our, our idea for it kind of pushed it more in that direction as opposed to the hyper-professional white uh, white tie or something like that, or the, the business class type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to approach the, the everyman, and I don't know. Uh, it seemed like maybe the... I guess the other thing, too, was the example work we had sent them was very in line uh, with the style of video that we sent to them. And it makes me wonder if they even watched our example videos before hiring us. Yeah. Yep, which we had that discussion. We were like, I wonder, you know, if it was one of those things that there wasn't <clears throat> there wasn't as much due diligence done on their side from the get-go um, that, that mm-hmm. we had kind of assumed was already there, um, which, we, you know, I'm pretty sure we sent examples. Um, but I get it, you know, I mean... Sometimes that's not how it works, and sometimes somebody just wants something done fast, and they just take us at face value, which yeah. is fine. Um, in a yeah. business environment, I've kind of learned to lower my expectations of whoever <laughs> I'm going to meet with, especially when I set up some meetings, especially at my previous job. Sometimes I'll be like, hey, sending you an email. We're going to meet. Here's something for us to go over beforehand, and I kind of just assume that that didn't happen, and I, so I ask, and then like, okay, yeah. and then I have it kind of built in preemptively into my meeting. Like, okay, well, we'll go over this real quick and then we'll have the actual discussion. I gotcha. So maybe that's something to double check and like have, you know, there's always different approaches with everybody you work with. I mean, we can only lead the horse to the water. (laughs) If if they want to pay us to drink it, then that's on them. Like, I mean, we, we, we did everything. We clearly showed them Uh, examples of our work and like, Hey, this is the type of humor. if you want the it point of the to diminishing be. returns, right? Like how many things you think you <laughs> can fix with what you've done in the past. What happens if they don't hire us and we just did four hours worth of R and R and D on their project? Everybody's on the same page. <laughs> yeah, ten meetings for like four hours of R and D. We send all this stuff off, and they're like, "We need more examples." We send like, it no, to we're them. Good. We're going to go somebody else back. <laughs> which happens all the time. It's true. And, and I mean, that, yeah. that's part of like what Cole was saying was like changing up our process and like trying to be yeah. more professional about what we're preparing. This is one example where we sent more than we usually would. And apparently it, it was more <laughs> confusing that way. 
<laughs> which i think too i mean not just not just getting organized and more professional i mean sometimes that's also about you know reformatting some of the things as well and mm -hmm. and learning you know i think we're doing that with a uh, website design 2.0 right now is that we're really at least i would like to put a lot of time and thought into um you know user design or yep. user interface design and like what people think and how people feel about certain things and and that probably my or my hopes is that it starts mm -hmm. at at our website um and it'll yeah. trickle down to the rest of the company yeah um, i would doubt that <laughs> you don't think so no i joined um, the i joined the meeting call this morning and nobody was on it so i assumed you guys weren't working on the website today the meeting call maybe it was yesterday Oh, we, we, we did it Monday. Well, you usually haven't been part of the the website meetings. So we far. haven't had one since. We haven't had a website meeting unless That's, it was the other one when I was on my other trip. I didn't even know there was a, a call attached to that. Yeah, no, there was a Google. I joined it and said nobody was there. And I was like, all right, I'm going uh, to the beach. Well, <laughs> yeah, we mine popped up on Monday and yeah. I just did it. We just did it on Monday. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm really excited about the 2.0 no. update because I think um there's a lot of you i feel like design choices we we have pretty locked in with our current website but i feel like there's some user interface mm -hmm. changes some, that would uh, improve the experience and then also how accessible the information is yeah. to people that don't like the search um i think everybody's been contributing some good ideas towards mm -hmm. making it as uh as, as uh, was it not kanban what is the japanese word for stupid proof it's, uh, oh, it's an I, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, I think it's yeah. Kanban. It's, I, I uh, but yeah, we're trying to make the website as stupid proof as possible. <laughs> so with, we're uh, assuming all of you are stupid and you can't use a website. Wait, so I, with, I like it when people assume I'm stupid on a website because it saves yeah. me time. No, I, I get find it. what I need as websites quick as possible. Websites need to account for that. That's uh, you have the user interface, which is like the buttons and like the layout of everything. And then what's also tied with that is the user experience. And yes. That's basically how you go about accomplishing a task and the interface is like what you're doing to do it. And so you have to find a great balance of making sure whenever you want to do something on a website is easy and it doesn't frustrate the user, but also laid out in a way that doesn't like cluttered website and makes everything terrible. It's kind of like Microsoft versus Mac OS. Uh, or Windows, like Windows, like if you tell somebody like, hey, like change your screen resolution, uh, it has a great user interface for the most part, but the experience of doing that like really sucks. And then on Mac OS, it's like really easy to do. And, and some of the settings might be more uh, yeah. nebulous to find, but it's all about just making sure somebody's enjoying uh, what they're using and that's what Apple gets right a lot on all their stuff is yeah. everybody all the experience for the most part doing something on iPhone today versus one like 10 years ago is almost exactly the same thing it's true and then Windows is, it, is, is it like intuitive <laughs> yeah it's somewhat intuitive and you have something like on Windows or Android and they like change everything every year and like it's frustrating and they might yeah. make better interfaces and in ways to do it but it's different like every five months and so the experience really sucks so i i looked it up kanban is card you can see which is basically our qr code system on all of our equipment pokeyoke is the idiot proof one Pokeyoke. so we we need I a like pokeyoke on our website 
<laughs> see, and that's why I was saying, I think I, I want it to, to start there because we're giving it a lot of thought. And I think as we continue yeah. to grow, we're giving a lot of things way more thought than we would have before because we're also trying yes. to future-proof for growth. Um, and so I think, you know, if we use that as kind of like this, one of the big stepping stones to take us to another level, you know, because mm-hmm. the website is one of those things where people come to and it's how we, it's our portfolio. It's how we show our work. It's, it's how yeah. people understand who we are and what we do. And it's, it's kind of like the, the first impression um, of a business. And mm-hmm. with that being said, you know, I think all of our internal processes and meeting processes, all those things need to follow suit. Yeah. And that's, a, that's what we've been doing. And, and not even just that, but even just the look and feel of the company. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that's not quite unified yet. I mean, we've been working on it. We've made small tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and our goal is to, by the end of the year, and hopefully it's before then, but just saying <laughs> as a long-term goal, by the end of the year, have the new website launched and then have everything else be, um, you yes. know, caught up and co- coexist, coincide, look the same, yeah. feel the same, you know, throughout. The current website is like a giant pile of duct tape. It's working <laughs> and it's doing a lot of what we wanted it to do, but yeah. not in the best way possible. Correct. And, and it fails in a lot of different ways because of that duct tape. Yeah, and I'm so not trying just, to hate no, so no, much no. on it. We've we've got a lot of compliments. It works. Yeah. People go to it. We have good web traffic. Like we've we've done a lot of optimizing and, yes. and Tristan, that's what I was gonna say as well. At our meeting, we didn't really do anything with two O, but we did do some things with the current site. Mm-hmm. Um which it's kind of sad that we just did it now. So we'll talk about that off camera. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll talk more about the 2.0 site. A lot of the functionality is almost the same as their current site. It's Correct. just done from the ground up with that and ideas and like uh, everything intended from the first place. So it, it works more fluidly. <laughs> For example, if you go to someone to our portfolio and you see like, oh, like looking at the Coffee House 5 shoots, it's like, okay. What thing did they buy from us that got them that? And we have that at the bottom of the page now. With examples. Yeah. yeah. With Instead of being examples. like, we're like, a, we're like a white girl, like a little high school kid with Gucci or whatever. And it's like, I got a brand name, so I'm cool. Like, I got, I got my Gucci belt. Right. I got my Louis yeah. Vuitton bag. And we're like, check out our Cummins badge. Yeah. Look at our... Look at our Cummins belt and our Fursia hat and our look at our Toyota shoes. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's like a giant ad or a store. Yeah. Know, we're trying to show off as much as we can. Yes. And then from there, like, all right, well, they ordered, like, the pro package of the, the uh, commercial section. And then you can also see more projects that were made with that package. And so you can see different ways it could be done. If you're like, all right, I don't sell coffee. I sell handbags or I sell Gucci. And like, have you done anything similar to that? (laughs) I sell Gucci. I sell Gucci. (laughs) And then, you know, everything just uh, makes sense. And then like, all right, maybe I want to go to a package above that. And like, you can see that. And so just, you know, the questions that come to mind, we're trying to quickly answer and make it easy to figure out. Because right now our website doesn't do that. Yeah, let's uh, let's actually bad. come up with some ideas right now. Hey, yeah. Daniel, what's uh, what do you want to see on the website? What do I want to see on the website? Yeah, yeah, on the new website. Uh, uh, any complaints so you have a better website? You can say them right now. Any com- that or that or even like a single feature that you just is well, on your it was wish one list. One time that I was actually like I was not even at the office and I went on the website and I tried hitting the video button in our portfolio 
it didn't show up any video. We fixed that. And we fixed that. <laughs> it was such a simple fix. Dude. Don't bring up issues that are fixed. I know, but that's like the <laughs> no, only complaint. Like the, sometimes like the portfolio is difficult to navigate with how many like um, mm. categories, I guess, we yeah. have. We have so many. We have like video, then we have like commercial, and then we have all this stuff. And like I know we have media tags, and we also have like yeah. what's the other tag that we have? Uh, go ahead. Service tags and media tags. Yeah, service tags and media tags. And those get confusing sometimes. Like, not going to lie. That's a little confusing, especially for me. Like, going into this whole field, Mm -hmm. I didn't really know what that meant. I I got you. It's just products. It's all products. (laughs) It's all products. (laughs) So one of the parts of my research in doing this, our current site only has, like, the three boxes at the top, and you click them, and you have to select. Right. Uh, a lot of what we're doing is actually solved by like how uh, online stores do it. They have a little thing on the side, mm-hmm. and it has little categories where you're just like, I want like ones with only videos, and you just click the checkbox, and it only shows videos. And like, you know, if you're on Amazon, it's that little bar on the right has all those filters. Right. That's basically, what we were trying to do, but we did it in like the least. <laughs> uh, uh, so it has great user uh, interface because it does everything we wanted, but as a horrible user experience because it was super confusing. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it started working after you fixed the uh, the URL, the uh, saving, yep. whenever you're doing this filtering. That was a huge that was one issue that we improvement had. for everyone involved. Yeah, being able to share what you were looking at and be like, all right, oh I gosh, filtered yes. this down to like photos that were only from weddings all right how do i show somebody this and you send them the link and it just resets all the settings we made it say that (laughs) we uh we don't do thank you photos for weddings i was just getting ready to say that we don't (laughs) photograph weddings we can recommend somebody but we don't do it it was just a mysterious example ben yeah May you rest in peace. Or may you rest in uh, Chicago wherever he's at. He's not dead. Rest in Chicago. (laughs) He's not dead. Okay. (laughs) He's alive. He's just RILA. Dead to me. (laughs) Okay. I I think I met Ben once, maybe. Yeah, I met him when I came in and did the podcast. Okay. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Hope you're doing well, Ben. We actually love you. (sighs) Back in the day when we used to have guests. Yeah. Hey, man, we're going to get it figured out. I've been thinking about it a lot today, okay? So leave me alone. Uh, but we, we have, this is kind of a guest. We got Daniel. He was our first guest on this. So. Yeah. yeah, the guy that, our guest, they got one line. What his website <laughs> recommendations were? He's allowed to talk. He's he just doesn't to want to. Great it's guy. He's right. allowed to talk. I'm just stressing it, about today's the buttons. Today's a learning. I want to make sure I'm doing He's stressing about the buttons. <laughs> yeah. He's got four uh, buttons he's like, in front of him right What now. button do I push? He's got four <laughs> buttons, and he needs to know which ones to press, and we need to give him some slack. <laughs> hey, man. Hmm. So it's complicated. It's complicated. Trying to think about a feature or something on 2.0 that I would request. Oh, okay. I've been thinking a lot about it since Monday because you and I were talking about it again. And a budget field and contact uh, us. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my feature request: is that we remove remove the budget field from the contact. Yeah. Um, I love the current one because sometimes we get spam. (laughs) <laughs> from just random people and they just put budget as zero I was like oh cool great <laughs> thanks for putting that in not replying to you <laughs> no <laughs> no budget no, i no missed problem. the mushroom option can we bring mushrooms back <laughs> i love the mushrooms i think we should uh maybe that's my one my one feature request at least for while we're talking now because i could go in depth yeah. but that's also i'm very uh involved in the process yeah. um but uh 
I would like uh, I would like some Easter eggs. Easter mm. eggs. I think we okay. should build in some Easter eggs. Oh. What exactly do you mean by Easter eggs? Oh. Like are you talking oh. M- MCU like Easter eggs or are we talking Pixar? <laughs> oh well, um okay. I don't know if it has to be something uh specific, you know what I mean? I just mean in the yeah. general generality of Easter eggs, whether that's something fun that's baked into the source code, you know, where yeah. people do like the drawings within the code. So yeah, for people who don't know what an Easter egg yeah, is. Yeah, sorry. Uh, when the bunny comes along, it poops out one on your website. No, the term comes from video games. Uh, developer yep. decided to hide things in the game. And like, if you were to find it, it'd be like, you know, discovering an Easter egg on an Easter egg hunt. And so that he, it was modeled to be that sort of experience. And now it's blown up and it's in movies and everything too. And so an Easter egg is something that you find that, wouldn't normally notice would be there and like you know supposed to fill you with joy and happiness like hey i found this thing and so you just hide stuff everywhere yeah because it's not meant to be found yeah in or or be in you know your clear line of sight or be out in the open it's like one of those things that you you might notice if you pay enough attention to and if you do you're like oh Mm -hmm. because it's going to be a small amount of people that see it and you know, it's just like a little. Because there's a small amount of people that go to the website. Yeah. So if you're not true. So if you remember Yahoo on their logo. I don't know if it still does it, but there's an exclamation mark after Yahoo. And if you like click it a whole bunch of times, it'll play the audio Yahoo. <laughs> and that was like a Easter egg that I thought was cool when I yeah. was like eight years old. So it's kind of like when you Google a skew. When you Google a what? A skew. A skew? A Does skew. It, oh, what yeah. does that do? Well, I mean, Cole has his laptop if he wants to do it. If you go on Google, just Google a skew. Yeah. A skew. A skew. Oh, yeah. Like slanted. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't the whole thing mm. flip or something like that? It doesn't flip. It's just a skewed. <laughs> yeah. A little tilted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And you can also do um, Google backwards, and then it just does a mirrored version of Google. So, like... Yeah, to do it. El Google, I don't know. Oh, El Goog. Like you, it might, in you might have backwards? to actually type in the dot com as well, but also backwards. So it'd be like backwards dot com. So M O C dot E L G O O G. I don't. I haven't heard of this one. I did it once. So only once. El Goog. El Goog. So, yeah, I think Easter eggs on Triflix 2 would be fun to do. I don't know what we would add, uh, but we are not going to disclose them here because we want them to be a secret. Disclose what? Easter Easter eggs that we would do on the Oh, yeah, no, we don't want to disclose it. Can we add a button that says enable eggs? And then, like, they push that. (laughs) It just, like, cracks open an egg or something. (laughs) Yeah, that's the... I really like enable egg. Egg, egg <laughs> mode no, turned on. With no yeah, egg mode. Better yet, it just like pours like a whole dozen eggs just on the website entirely. Yeah, it just and eggs the whole the website. Thing, it, the whole thing just yeah. crashes. Well, I yeah, told we, you I wanted dark mode. Maybe stuff. instead of that, we just have a, a hidden switch. And when you switch it on and switch it to dark mode, it's just all black. Or it just makes <laughs> it everything blinding white. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just it's like, hey, make sure you're in a dark room. <laughs> You've seen the sun. Boom! Bam. Especially with like my laptop. Bang. Holy crap. That thing will blind you. Yeah. 1,200 nits. So. Peak bright. Yeah. I'll show you all my nits. I've never <laughs> seen. Tristan liked it. I've never seen nits quite like that. There's the Apple event. Never seen another man's nits. 
Oh yeah, no, I wanted to talk about that. I guess yeah. did we actually did we close the loop or close the story on the whole uh, client thing? Yeah, I almost said the client. <laughs> yeah, I almost did we too. Would have had to bleep it. it. <laughs> um, yeah. but they, they can't read my lips. You can just bleep it and post. No. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, just in case we didn't, because I can't remember if we did or didn't. But um, you know, we uh, we did have that final email and we took care of what we needed to, and they did pay up and everything, and so we. You know, I think everything yeah. was amicable in the end, and we've we've definitely taken mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. experience, and we've we've grown with that, and we've been able to pull on a lot of other large corporations. Um, yeah, because of some of that, kept moving. Did forward. you ever send them that email to follow up asking for what it was that um, you know? Yes. Hey, we're we're a small company. We uh, we're doing our best. Like, let us know how we can improve so that we can avoid stuff like this in the future. What was the response? Yeah, hold on. Let me. Um... Oh man, that was really hard. If I understood it, we never got a response, but that's probably not the case. Uh, I think, from my memory, they said that the video was like choppy and unprofessional. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember it now. Yeah. Every video after that. Every video after that, when I send it to a client and I send it for review, I'm always like, I hope they don't think it's too choppy. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. It says, so uh, is it? says the videos do not have the professional look we desire. It looks choppy and not to the level or quality we had hoped. I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't like it like that. Which I don't remember either, Tristan, <laughs> but I didn't think... It says, I wish I had known this was your first experience with this type of video. I thought you had more experience. Oh no, no! I remember that. Because uh, what were we I like? I don't know how. I don't know how they drew that out of anything we told them, but Agreed. it wasn't. I would say it was our first experience. I don't. I don't know what they meant by that, to be honest. Cause Maybe that's why that's, we were thinking they didn't see the examples that we sent them. Maybe they just saw that we sent examples, like, you know, references on a resume. Didn't actually oh, yeah. bother call them or whatever. Like, oh, well, they put references on the resume. They got to be real, right? Well, well exactly they have to change the scope. Yeah. They changed the scope of the project. Originally, yes. it was just supposed to be an interview. And then oh. they're like, all right, the interview style, I want it to be scripted. And I want it to have, like, more of a conversational like uh, acting based thing and then I was like sure and they're like we'll provide the actors and I was like okay that's fine and they're like and we'll schedule the times and they were like very hands on um, with hmm. the production side of it but the scripting they like had everything hashed out and then it wasn't until after they decided to work with us that they changed it so that it was more of an acting based thing which we have done stuff like that before as well but usually that's with someone with any acting ability um and then i've worked for companies before that uh outside of you know our media company when i was yeah. uh, freelancing and um we've done acting things before so i don't know how they drew that out of what we i don't know where they got that conclusion and it still kind of throws me off but yeah eh, the choppy editing comes from uh Whenever you don't have great acting, you have to cut it for the story yeah. so that it makes any sense at all. And uh, I wouldn't say it was choppy. It was, uh, it was, you know, you overlap people talking because it's a conversation which can come across as choppy yeah. if, uh, if yeah. the conversation isn't flowing properly, like if people aren't acting. We have experience a lot with that in interviews. We do a lot of cuts in interviews. Uh, yeah. Especially if we have multiple cameras, because it makes it easy to hide the actual um, 
the choppiness itself because you have two non-moving cameras. The subject who is being interviewed is also not moving. And if you get enough like cuts and takes of the same thing, and when they have to stop and start, you can make it just seem like, oh, we just switched to a different camera angle, but it's actually a completely different take. It could be their 30th take, and uh, it just flows naturally because we can cut it like that. And when you move that to, uh, you know, the actors and all the stuff that, I, if I remember, remember the video, and it's a draft too. Like, you had to remember that it was like a draft. I know, I know. And, I know. It's a, and it, it was, wasn't supposed to be. We also didn't use actual actors. Like these were actually the people that we oh, used really? without giving up too much. They were real people that were, you How know, that? paying. Out of that. <laughs> yeah, they were paying customers essentially yeah. of of what the product was. They were of the service of yeah. Correct, and yeah. so and which we were kind of fine with. And I mean, in retrospect, I wish we would have squashed that and figured out a way to have have staged it in a way that we could have used people who were ready for it and that we would have mm. had time you know instead of like oh this is a time when you're supposed to be kind of engaging with the product or the service and we're going to take away from that time which also only leaves us with so much time yeah, yeah. and if tristan and i yeah. or any of us have learned anything that every single time a project gets to a point where it's rushed that's where stuff falls apart yeah Yep. A video, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it right now, is that a Coffeehouse 5 video that you guys been working on for the uh, Husky mugs? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I yeah. feel like that's a, a beautiful example of kind of a similar thing that they're trying to do. You have Correct. talking heads, people actually doing something in the environment where it's happening. And the video is actually, it just, I think it looks awesome. It does. And you know what's funny is we were super rushed that day. Um, really? Oh, we were incredibly <laughs> rushed. Yeah. Not, not being rushed. But I told them to, I told them to hold it, hold their horses because we're shooting until it's done right. And which, which was, you know, that's again, like, you know, from, from Tristan and I's experience and, and directing and producing, it's like, we're getting to the point where it's just like, look, it's either mm. going to be this way or it's not going to be right. So you either go along with it and yeah. we do a pickup day or, you know, that's just where we are. Um, and the product even being rushed, um, cause we still, we still were, but we did, we used people who were there specifically to be in the video. Um, and the extras Which were, we did, and, um, we didn't do the hiring for that one. That was another situation where the client hand selected people for the video. But the difference was the client selects a trained actor or at least someone with, uh, prior experience capable of fulfilling mm -hmm. the role because you know there's there's physical actors there's comedic actors there's um like dramatic like play type actors there's different types yeah. of acting and the person they selected was had the voice and had the look and, and whenever you're on a small production you can't afford dwayne the rock johnson because you need a huge yeah. jacked superhero looking dude mm -hmm. and if you can't afford the person that looks the right way that's trained the second best option whenever you're in a smaller production is to hire the person with the voice for the role that you're doing um, because the voice is going to deliver more than the, the physical performance in a lot of cases. Yeah. And they did a, a phenomenal job finding an actress that, um, yes. that sounded the part and could speak to, the, to the, the nuances of like the product in a way that sounded very genuine. And um, it, it made shooting it so much easier. What impresses me is actors that are good at acting like bad actors. Uh, <laughs> like an actor that's acting a person who's taking acting lessons and is like really horrible at acting. Yeah. That impresses me. <laughs> just a side note. I just, yeah. I could do that pretty easy. 
Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You're bad at acting like a bad actor. I'm yeah, sorry man. Which is, and again, these are, it's like, <laughs> I figured out that I'm a lot better just producing and being on the sideline yeah, than being on, lens. than being on the lens or being behind the lens, especially during like a short film. Now, if it's me being yeah. me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to be comfortable behind it. Um, but it was definitely yeah. when we did when we did the short film that yeah. will be unnamed um, <laughs> that I was in. Italian. Oh, everybody said it. Um, Italian. No, I, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, no, too. When re- is it coming out? Regret that so much. <laughs> um, but you know, again, I learned. Yeah. I was like, eh, not good as an actor. Gonna yeah. pass on that. You know what I can do? I could find people that can do it. Mm. So. That's yeah. such a BS way of looking at it because it's like uh, I'm gonna go play major league football. I'm not good at major league football from this one game. Coach. I'm never playing again. But you know what I could do? I could stand on the side and tell people how to play. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be the coach. Sounds about right. Yeah. Have you seen coach, you, major league baseball it, coaches? That's the job of a producer. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Those who can't do teach. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, there's a little lizard out here. He's just bobbing his head in the sun. He's chilling. Yeah, he's yeah. huge. He's got a big curly tail like a pig. Curly tail a like a pig? Take a picture. It's a pig he's lizard. Too far. He's, too, he's far. too far away. He's too far away, and if he's a to pixel take a picture 3A. Of it, I was going <laughs> to fill it in as him in the edit. It's a little there lizard. you go. Oh, I'm sorry. To, it's just, man, it's so cool looking. He's like doing a full squat. Full squats. Squatting <laughs> wow. Everybody just do a full squat right now. No. Ah, oh. I'm done. Right, I'll, I'll oh. go downstairs and try to get a picture. We'll throw it up at the end of the podcast. If I can one. Done. All right. Okay. Um, We're talking about... We got one more thing we want to talk okay. about. Um, David and I want to talk... So it, uh, we'll throw some things your guys' way and see what your thoughts are on this, but... I'm assuming that Dave and I are the only ones that watch WWDC. It's two hours long. I watched the 24-minute supercut from The Verge. Uh, I, I watched it live. I wanted yeah. to, and I forgot. Yeah. Actually, it was going to rain. I needed to mow my yard. I, I had it on mm. in the background while I was working, and it was nice. Yeah, the first thing that I want to bring up is um, the new abilities in iMessage. That it, yeah, that within the first fifteen minutes of sending a message, a text message through iMessage, oh, uh, that you can edit or unsend a message. I didn't know if it was, it was time bound. I it thought is time bound. I think that's nice. That makes a lot more sense. Well, yeah, because that would suck. Because I was thinking about, it, I'm like, that did <laughs> nothing like just an unlimited time edit. So because yeah, I'm like, I would send the worst stuff and then unsend <laughs> it and then re-edit it and like. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> Not meant for you. Edited. Oh, my god. I gosh. think you should be able... The thing they should do, though, is you should be able to see all the versions. <laughs> yeah. They show you the most current one, but if you click, like, the edited portion, like, it says at the bottom that it was an edited text. I'm a firm believer in that. I've thought about that many times, especially for, like, Twitter. Oh, Twitter yeah. doesn't let you to edit it. It's like, okay, just save the previous version. Yeah. Let me see what it was before and, like, problem solved. And yeah. you can only edit like once. Yeah, because I can see yeah. people getting in trouble. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they roll this out because yeah. obviously it won't come out till like September, which won't come out is I'm speaking specifically of iOS 16, the yeah. the new version it's of September. I didn't even software. see a date for it. Um, well, it's just when it usually hits because no, essentially, right? So you like the the year starts. They have mm. the event, and then they usually launch the new version of it on the yeah. new phone for that year. Yeah. So iPhone 14 will come with iOS 16 and then all of us, yeah. you know, 
poor people with our 13s will will finally get yeah. it. I got a 12. I don't have a 13. I'm I got a 3. Hey. I have a 3. Which, yeah, I mean, they're getting ready to come out with 7 on your end. So. Well, there, there's one thing that's, uh, that pertains to Tristan a lot. Okay, but hold on. Here's my thing. Oh, it's only, what's your thing? It's I only know. through Safari. Is it I'm only not using Safari. Safari right now? Yes, it's a Safari well, thing. Well, it's going to grow beyond that. I hope so. But go ahead. So we're talking about Maybe pass mad. keys. And Tristan's for, favorite pastime. Yeah. <laughs> this dude is keys. about it. <laughs> um, so pass keys, uh, for people who don't know, actually for the people who do know, mainly developers know about them. They are a secure way of accessing information. So like accessing a computer remotely uh, <laughs> without using a password. Yeah. And so now Apple in their glorious uh, <laughs> bestowment upon us have brought it to the, the rest of the world. It's called Passkeys. And it basically is a super, super secure way of accessing uh, like your accounts or logging in. Um, and it's all through biometrics. It's all through biometrics. Which is awesome. Um, or it's probably like a local... It's probably just only biometrics at this point. Biometrics specifically if you're using Apple products because yeah. pretty much every Apple product has a fingerprint sensor at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not using Face ID, fingerprint, other way around, blah, blah. Yes. Um, and so from it, my understanding. It, it kills passwords. You no longer need a password to send over the internet which we just talked about this yes we We literally talked about this like a couple podcasts ago and the the best part is that if you're using another device or something and you want to log in you just take out your phone and scan a qr code (laughs) boop and uh they're working it's not just apple apple is actually they've done a very good job recently of not being closed in being all inclusive they are working with Google and Microsoft on this to make this available across platforms and across everything. And so it's hopefully going to be taking the world by storm in the next, I think by five years from now, everybody's going to be at least using it on something. Not on everything, but at least every, something's going to be in using it. So here's the thing, Tristan. I have a question. Yeah. So if someone gave you two options, <laughs> okay, and the two options were... You're, you're able to use very short, easily remembered passwords and no two-factor. Just, mm-hmm. you know, you can just log in. Like, traditionally, there's no crazy things. You can, you know, you can use the same password for every account if, that, if that's what you wish to do. Um, yeah. Or you have the ability to never have to remember or type a password again. And the only no. requirement is, is just to keep your phone in your pocket when you go to log in. Or, you know, have a computer that's got a fingerprint sensor you know, or a, or a face ID or whatever on it to log in. Like which, which, which world do you choose? Uh, I mean, I do use biometric on my phone now. So, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but it still requires me on my phone on me. So I'd probably stick with the passwords. There's just so many times where I just don't have my phone on me. I just forget it places. But, I just but literally with what they've told us that they can do is like, let's just say I grab David's laptop and I want to log in to, you know, an account and I have uh-huh. no idea what the password is, but my phone's in my pocket. You can literally pull your phone out, scan the code, and then boom, it logs you in. And now yeah. I'm on his computer, I'm logged in, you know, and I can mm-hmm. do my thing and I don't have to remember. I can use someone else's computer. And it's just like, it totally kills LastPass. 
Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Um, I just, I don't know very many people. I don't know. Maybe I'm just with older people. But uh, I just don't know how many people's devices have Touch ID on them. I know it's a, all the iPhones will. Anything that's like within the last six, seven years would have it. But a lot of the mid to low tier Android phones don't, and most laptops oh. don't, unless you're getting an Apple device or high end, like mid to high range Razer and Samsung tablets. I don't even think the Chromebooks do it, so which it is explicitly majority of users. Uh, biometrics. Correct. Like I said, with uh, I just actually set this up. I needed to connect to my website and I needed to go and add in the uh, secure file system that was on my computer to be able to connect to the website online. And so I set up a secure passphrase that unlocks the thing on my computer that lets it communicate to the website. And so there's probably still gonna be like a way to type in a passcode to then like do basically the same thing. But like the, the thing is, is that you're not sending the passcode to whatever you're logging in anymore. It's right. like you're telling your phone to decrypt something and then do a whole bunch of magic on your phone. And then that lets you do the rest. And biometrics is just a much more secure way of doing that. So on a low level, you probably- Which easier as well. You still need to have your phone. Yes. <laughs> but you would still, you could still just type something in on your phone, I believe. Pass it has keys to be like sounds a like a disease. Backup. What's He's got pass keys. Pass keys. <laughs> He's got pass keys. Watch out for him. That's, that sounds hey, uh, like a disease. Uh, I don't want pass keys. I'm Kyle Paskey's here to talk to you today about a <laughs> internet security. Secure way secure that's a that's a funny device. bit. Kyle Paskey's. Kyle Paskey's. He's trying to he's trying to help provide. He's like the Nord VPN. I'm Kyle Paskey's. I'm Nord VPN. <laughs> My name's Nord. <laughs> Uh, but I don't. I don't know. I'll have yeah. to watch the video and see more about it. It, it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't have yeah. an Apple phone. I. The only reason I would get one is because I want to use lidar, and there's apps sure. that are Apple specific that use lidar for 3D model work, yeah. and that's that's honestly the only reason I would switch to iPhone. Um, you said it's Safari specific right now, but the thing is, you also said yeah. Google's probably going to roll out a similar system, yeah, which Google means Chrome's going to have it. And okay. all the Chrome's going to have it eventually. Because yeah. I think they showed it uh, in, a, in a demo. It my, like my computer yeah. doesn't have um, Touch ID, uh, but you said there's another system for yeah, like they have to because those sensors can fail, and like if your phone, you know, like you get water damage on your phone or something, you have to have some sort. Mine of Mine usually does within days of getting one. That makes sense. Yeah, so uh, there's always cool. backups to things, and just get you know. that new iMac keyboard with the yeah. uh, with the Touch ID in it. Which is the thing cool. that always confuses me is whenever you like certain things have like two factor authentication, and then they give you a list of one time use login phrases. Yep. Where do where do people store those? Oh, I'm not going to tell you where I store mine, obviously. <laughs> well, and I think where where you, where did as uh, as a developer, David, if you if you made that as a product, where would you expect somebody to save a list of ten one-time use passwords? They tell them that they tell you to print it out somewhere. Well, what, well, somewhere. I don't own a printer. We'll I don't. Oh, okay. what, what do you what do you want me to do? That system is uh, what uh, what uh, sorry. That system is antiquated. Number one. Number two. What what is it that you're referring to? What service or system that you've had to do this with? See, honestly, I don't I don't even know. A lot of two factors. I, I sent I sent David a, a, a little Reddit thread today of somebody's experience using two factor authentication or just not even two factors, just 
it's logging into anything at all anymore where I forget my passwords all the time. I have to constantly reset them, which uh, requires me to go to my Gmail to reset it. And then I, I then I forget that. which email it's tied to. So then they're like, what about your backup email? And then it's like, all right, well, I sure hope I tied it to a phone number. But apparently SIM SMSs are easy to be fraudulent yes, now too. So it's like all of this insecure. redundant security yeah. just keeps getting more and more complicated. Uh, and I'll be honest, yeah. It gets more and more complicated, but it doesn't feel like it's any more secure because apparently I have to keep adding more uh, <laughs> more security to it. And after a certain point, I'm like, just let me, you know, I'll just I'll just walk down. I'll just walk down to NordVPN. I'll walk well, down yeah. to Apple and I'll just log in yeah, with no. my face. So actually, uh, <laughs> I, I want to log in in person. No, 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 no. <laughs> so the reason why cell phones are so insecure is because exactly that reason. People can social engineer. This is the reason why you can't trust your cell phone is that you can call in uh, to like Verizon and somebody would say like, hey, I'm Tristan Watkins and I like I lost my SIM card. Can I get a new SIM yeah. card? And they can have yeah. enough information on you to trick whoever's working there at Verizon to give them a new SIM card with your phone number. And yeah, I agree. That's stupid. You shouldn't be able to do that. That's what happened to H3H3 H3 well, when they lost their YouTube channel. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that's why you, that's why that system is bad. Because no, you go down stupid. to the store where if they see you, you once a week, and they know you by your human face. Problem. Humans are they know stupid who you are. than computers. Stupider. Stupid. More stupid. <laughs> Pooper. Pooper on stupider. I don't know, man. I'm excited to find uh, an alternative to passwords. If if this is it, then great. Yeah. Uh, but I'll hold my breath. And Get a QR code sewn into your skin. <laughs> That's honestly, you know, people people that uh, watch that movie what was the, the uh, beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was that? Uh, what was that movie that was about that? Um, the one that a lot of Christians don't like. I don't know. Uh, I seemed, what, was it left behind? Is it left behind? Oh, I don't know. Is that that movie that that was like poorly rendition of the <laughs> Revelations book? Uh, so, yes, <laughs> Left Behind is a poorly re rendition of Revelation's yeah. book. And I, I need to Christians get the chip it, put in my don't, skin. They don't have the chip in that one. That's a different series. The chip. Uh, oh, it's the Matrix, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I seem to remember um, I think something that's already happened with barcodes, just saying. Bar oh, yeah. QR codes? No, barcodes, what barcodes on people. Yeah, barcodes oh, on yeah. people, chip and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. house key chip in your wrist. I think we need to pass all, on yeah, that. Everybody's unique happening. number. Yeah, I'm out. Social security number. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Can I just Which get a USB, David? easy to guess. What's that? Can I just get a USB, like a one of those like encrypted like USBs that you plug in for two-factor authentication? Like Cortana. You should just have a USB plug like in your armpit, and it's like you sit down on your computer, you plug it in, it's like, um, oh, that's that's Tristan. He can use whatever he wants. I'd rather have a wireless charger in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> just sit down and start charging up. <laughs> I just got the new fast charger, baby. <laughs> I'm getting you 100% go. in two hours. Oh, I'm so productive. Huh. What time are we at? <laughs> we, we are losing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else? Oh, the M2 Max. Well, M2, M2 the Mac. Yeah, thank you. MAC. They haven't, they haven't completely... Um, uh, 
obs they haven't obsoleted is that a word that's not a word is it obsoleted yeah are you sure obsolete they haven't gone obsolete. they haven't made something obsolete yeah they haven't done it with the rest of the m1 lineup thankfully because i was no. going to be mad because i just bought my computer and then they come out with the M2, and I was like, oh. It's not that much better than the M1, though. It's not, no. Remember, they were like 18%. It's an incremental improvement. But still, I was like, come on yeah. now. you scaring me, Apple. Yeah. Apple. Uh, Apple. I, just, I just watched a video about that comparing a 3090 in Blender to the M1 Max Ultra Pro computer. <laughs> yeah. The, the super duper. The one, I, and, uh, the one I told and, you to watch, the Engadget? I have no idea what you sent me. I just saw it online. Okay. But um, this guy compares a 3090. I don't remember what the CPU was he was using. And he did GPU encoding in Blender. And the 3090, which is, you know, what, like $1,200, $1,400 MSRP, somewhere around there. And then versus, like, the four yep. or five grand Mac Mini Super Duper. Ultra. Yeah, whatever the highest then was, and the uh, the thirty ninety just wrecked it in Blender for three D uh, encoding. It was like or three D rendering. It was over five hundred percent faster. And then they tried the exact same test with the thirty fifty, and it was like two or three hundred percent faster. So well, it's I like was five hundred percent the size and the cost. No, no, I'm saying the, the 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 graphics <laughs> card was both the thirty fifty and the thirty ninety obliterated yeah. max. Um, M series, their uh, their ARM based chip, which yeah. is fine. But the problem is, if you go back to all of the um, the performance uh, uh, announcements, whenever the M1 line was getting launched, yes, they were like, "Oh, it's four times more efficient," and it is. It was eighty, mm -hmm. I think it was like sixty to eighty watts power draw versus like four hundred. Yeah. But the thing is, it takes over four times longer to render. So all of that energy efficiency is just like you jumping on the interstate and going slower. And you're like, I'm, I'm so much more efficient, but, <laughs> well, like, it's... Yeah, but it takes you four times longer to get there. And it, you're burning just as much fuel as if you drove fast. So well, for 3D rendering, which was the main reason I was wanting to upgrade my computer. Some, uh, caveats. I was like, this I mean, is some caveats, but I still jank. I, I yeah. think the problem that Apple the problem that Apple put themselves into is that they made the comparison up front at all. Yeah. They should have never compared an ARM-based, you know, yeah, SOC, you know, to integrated graphics, essentially, you know, compared to discrete graphics card. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but there just can't be a comparison there. And I don't know why they were like, the M1 Ultra yeah. is just as fast yeah. as a 3080. And it's like, you can't, that, that, that claim was never going to be met. And we yeah. knew that. And so people are going to continue to make these benchmarks because they set it up for that. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, I, there's, they, they launched this product as a professional computer for people, not just wanted to do video because it is better for video encoding. Um, yeah. But they launched it for photo, for video, for 3D work, for basically if you wanted to work at Pixar, you could use this type of device. And then all of all of their marketing, it wasn't just the comparison of like performance and, and watt output. They were like yeah. pushing it to be sold to people that are in that line of work. And it's a downgrade if you have the money. If you have five grand to spend, you're better off building your own PC with a 3090 or even getting a pre-built. Yeah, so, especially now. So talk, I was just really disappointed talk, about, about it. And your, I, yeah, talking about the caveats because so, I think there's a lot of a lot of other things to also there's play. There's fundamental this. differences in ideal scenarios between these chips. The like the 
what we're, we've come to know and love from like Intel and AMD, those chips are great at consuming all of the power and always using power all the time. So it's like a giant diesel engine <laughs> and like it can only be on. That's it. <laughs> and at that power level. And it generates a lot yeah. of heat. It can and only a lot of heat be all on. the time. And so ARM, the advantage of that is that we've gotten it to the point to where it can even be comparable. Uh, ARM can idle at basically zero RPM and still like ramp up to 100 and be somewhat even giving something like Intel a run for their money. And so it's, I mean, Apple has done this before when they moved from PowerPC Max to Intel. That move was horrible. <laughs> like yeah. the, <clears throat> when bad. you're talking about like performance issues. Uh, but this is the kind of the proving ground saying that like this is like something that's viable that just needs to be given more time. It's not supposed to be, I don't think it's a full on replacement. I think it's, there's somewhere in between you have to have ARM based stuff and whatever Intel it's a X 84 or X 86 is what it's called. And, yeah, um, I, so I like, that. yeah, they, they should, they're, Apple and their graphs, you just never trust <laughs> their graphs. You can't trust their graphs. It, it just looks, you know, they throw in very pretty <laughs> colors and they show something that's like up here, down here. And like you look at the stats for the other thing, it's like some crappy Samsung Chromebook <laughs> they found in the back alley. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so much better than this other one. Um, but I just think it's really what Apple is doing is very amazing and they shouldn't be discredited. They're no, just. No, yeah. You're right. Their marketing is horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible because it's great, but it's great at misleading you. But uh, this is the first time where ARM-based computers are actually not just for phones now. And they're doing a lot less... Uh, they're doing a lot more with a lot less power. Correct. And that's why you get amazing battery life, too. There's so much other benefits that come uh, if they can just finally put in the effort to get it back up to where, um, you know, it's like moving to like a new process. You're going to be less efficient at it for a while until you can catch back up to where you used to be. Well, and that's the thing is talking about a process and efficiency. Like, yeah. uh, one thing I don't think a lot of people are taking into context or into consideration with the, the new chips is still optimization. Mm -hmm. Optimizations are being made, um, a lot to these yeah. programs and, if you so i highly recommend if you guys are interested in these chips at all or getting a new computer and you're considering this and you're creative watch um and gadgets uh video about the m1 ultra um they take they take the m1 ultra inside of their new mac studio and they compare it to a 3080 or 3090 in a windows machine um and they do mm -hmm. real life tests so like you know i'm just a creator i'm going to go into final cut or premiere or whatever it might be and i'm going to compare numbers across the board yeah. If you do general 4K editing or whatever and you do all the benchmarks, the M1 Max, even at that, um, which they said there isn't a huge performance jump. Like CPU over CPU mm -hmm. usage, or not usage, but performance, does double from the Max to the Ultra like it's supposed to. Yeah. But the rest of it doesn't exactly follow suit, and the GPU results were kind of all over the map. Yeah. Um, so the Max, I still think, is the value buy. Mm -hmm. Like if you're wanting full performance and you're trying to find good value, I think the max is. Um, but with that being said, when they were doing comparisons with the 3080 or 3090 in the M1 yeah. max or ultra, the numbers were 
so incredibly close and the m1s almost beat them out every time when it came to rendering video or photo work um, yeah. it was still faster and yeah. that's why i i believe that not only are they going to get better and of course i'm hoping for a discrete graphics mm -hmm. card i hope that apple will make one that they can somehow connect with some crazy you know new PCIe lane or whatever right. it is that just like blows the speeds of these guys out of the water and it all interconnects in such a way that we've never seen before because it's yeah. not like Nvidia's making their card and then Intel makes theirs and then someone else makes the you know right. the 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 board the motherboard yeah. and it's like and so another thing I want to add on which is really important this is the early ages of just making things for these computers correct uh not a lot of software developers are familiar enough with how ARM works Correct. to make something the best of the best that can even compare. Because they've been working on these older, the x86 arch architecture for the past like 20 years. They Long know time. we've learned all the tips and tricks to make it like go as fast as possible. Uh, for example, when the GameCube was first released, mm. uh, one of the very, or not the GameCube, the Nintendo 64, that was like revolutionary at the time. Uh, the Mario for that game for that game system was horribly coded just because <laughs> the developers had no idea what they were doing and everything was going on uh, inside this new system that they just didn't have the knowledge or the know-how to make it run as well as it could. Yep. Then like after, you know, a couple years of it being out, the games that, that were being released were doing more and doing things better than the first games that came out for it just because they have the experience and understanding of how that system works. And That's ARM a point. is a completely, it's like the same thing. Uh, it's meant to be like lower impact on like every single action it does. And like the x86 is like, yeah, you can do anything you want. There's something set up to do that and it just burns all the power. And like, <laughs> there's so many shortcuts that like cost so much energy usage. And then you're just moving down like, it's like going from like drills and power tools to hammers and nails. <laughs> it's yeah. like you have to figure out how to do it the best way. And you need a couple years under your belt to really make something that can even match what you used to do before. Um, right. But I mean, that's I, that was what I was saying to begin with is the, the video encoding and the photo encoding and then still the music production because that's a, what Mac built a lot of its laptop lineup off mm. of was a lot of major music producers using Logic, which is Apple exclusive, and I guess GarageBand maybe. But um, that was never the issue. The issue is they're promoting this as a product for people that want to get into specifically professional work and more specifically 3D work. And while Final Cut and Logic and I mean, most of the Adobe suite are pretty well optimized at this point, it still can't handle Maya, 3DS Max, Blender, mm -hmm. um, Premiere is still jank in every platform it's ever in. Yeah, that's, uh, so, that's just Premiere. Premiere can go but, eat it. Like, you can't, you can't make that claim of, like, oh, our new lineup is amazing mm -hmm. and that you could use this for professional work because at the end of the day, if you're in a professional work environment, there's only two things that matter, and I know this is hard for Apple to hear, is, like, time and money. I don't really care about the environment. And when you have time and money... When you have time and money available, then you can care about the environment. But until then, if you're just trying to, like, I need to eat food and I need to take care of my family, mm -hmm. you know, there's a reason we chopped down half of the United States before we're like, hey, maybe we should care about it a little bit. And um, 
So it's if true, I though. have if I have to render a video or a, not a video because oh, we boy. we're skipping over. Let's get a 3D. If you have to render a 3D model and that takes 12 hours and then you come back and you find out it's wrong, you have to re-render it. I would have mm-hmm. rather had the thing that did it in three hours and you know just burnt through five coal fields. <laughs> so I I. I totally love the idea that like it's more efficient, but yeah. for a professional work environment, I need the thing that does it literally the fastest because that's what allows me to make more money and is what allows me to make better decisions right. with my money, like caring about the environment. Yeah, and so, this is understood. in the industry. This is what we call the bleeding edge of technology. Oh, for sure. You, if you're a production house, uh, you should not adopt to the new, the latest and greatest thing. You should stick with what works. <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? what uh, whole this? studio updates laptops on a six-month basis. Leave me alone. <laughs> I will say, though, I have never had a faster, smoother experience with Lightroom. That's why mm. I did what I did, and I stand behind that decision 100% because I still... I'm not knocking anybody in this room now. I'm just letting you know. Hey, man, I own an M1 Mac, too. I'm on. I'm in the same boat, bud. You bought yours right uh, after I bought yeah, my first one. I did. <laughs> And uh, so for like giant companies, they're not, they, they don't update their products every year. They no. update it like every four years and they go with like whatever was working a generation behind just so they, yeah they, they're sold things that are built to last and they have millions of parts for. It's true. So, and uh, I, I, we're not a 3D studio. We're not using yeah. blenders, 3DS Max, uh, Maya or, you know, anything else. So, so like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's just to me it's just the authenticity of a company's marketing team. And Agreed. all the companies well, all the companies do the you. same thing. Yeah. They just lie about, you know, how valuable it is. It's like the uh it reminds me of the Apple commercial when they released the new twenty one, twenty three, whatever inch IMAX and they're like you can watch it like a TV and it has people sitting on their bed watching their 21 inch monitor. No one does that. No one. I was like, all right, this person's never used to computer before. Yeah. Good old Tim like, Apple sipping on his cappuccino. Cupertino. John Apple. John Apple, John God Apple. rest his soul. What they keep, you know, they're like, oh, you got to upgrade to Windows 11. It's the best thing since sliced bread. And it's like, yeah, it's a freaking dumpster fire. Yeah. Dude, I, I was talking with someone the other brutal. day. Like Windows, it changed. Like Windows XP, Vista seven, eight, ten, now eleven. Like it changed like every single time. It's like so inconsistent, and it's just it becoming bigger, bigger, and smellier. And yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say that I miss it, but I don't. I don't miss any of it. I it was... kind of reminds me of this podcast. Yeah. What you bigger and bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger and smellier as yeah. the longer it goes. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, We're just gonna keep ending well, it and I'll making it. new seasons and saying yeah. that they're better. So it'll be fine. Yeah, it's all it's better, guys, because we got better cameras. Majority's audio only. <laughs> <laughs> That's not uh, true. We've gained subscribers this year. Dude, we would have the podcast even if there was zero listeners because we just love it so much. You know the best thing about this podcast? The outro song. <laughs> Tell them the things. Tell, Tell them us the, the things. things. But I can't do it unless we have the outro song. <laughs> <laughs>
There we go. Hey. Uh, you can find us That's on Facebook okay and YouTube, not on Twitter, because Cole Pretend hates like that you can place. Hear it. It's playing right now. Instagram. We I'm post dancing. stuff about what we're doing. We're going on a big trip soon. You'll love to follow us as we go on it. Tristan and Cole will be posting all about it. Uh, we yeah. love hearing from it's you September. guys. Please like. <laughs> yeah. Soon. 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 <laughs> TM. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Ring that bell. Tell your mom you love her. 